Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download. It's almost like Jeffrey Epstein, when you look at all the different things that he was involved in, somewhere between finance, science research and development, uh, mob logistics, controlling politicians, it's almost like he was an intelligence operative of the highest possible order. In those few years between 1982 and 1987, Jeffrey Epstein got to meet all these people that really were influential in his life, whether it's Ghislaine Maxwell in 1982, um, Adnan Khashoggi, also 1982, you can't really see it there. Uh, 1987 was um, Thomas Barak. Also, Trump was 1987. And uh, Wexner was between 1985 and 1987. And Hoffenberg was 1987. So he comes out of doing all these uh, arms trades in the, in the Middle East, sorry, in Europe, but involving the Middle East. And he comes back to America, and he suddenly got this incredible network of some of the richest, you know, most powerful people in America. And uh, he's ready to do business. <music> I had a sense people that lived there, Mr. Wexner, greatly cherished their privacy unless they <laughs> wanted you there. Right, right. Uh, and he was one of the most protect. He was clearly, I think, the most protected person in Ohio. Sounds like the most protected person in, in the United States. That's a, a lot be. of security. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Steve, uh, Bobby's painting a picture of someone who, who clearly operates in and looks like a, a mobster but, or a criminal in any event. And, uh, and also a lot of crime activity related to uh, human trafficking potentially. If we look at Maria Farmer's claims that she was held captive there uh, for three months um, in, in the home adjoining the Wexner home, which was Epstein's home. Maria Farmer has produced a document for evidence of a driver's license issued to that address, to the address of Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell's use on that parcel of land attached to the Wexner parcel of land. Mm -hmm. And Maria Farmer, who was tragically hurt and is in the hospital today under continuing care for cancer from this claim states that she was held there for months against her will by Jeffrey Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell, and she claims that Abigail Wexner had a participation in this, but that was kind of indirect in a way, and that would have to be looked at as a very serious claim that Wexner, at the time, was the richest man in Ohio for a number of years, and still is, and he was highly protected in this palatial estate compound that he erected in New Albany, Ohio, for himself. It was a monstrous place. Mm -hmm huge, the most expensive place in Ohio 
and heavily protected with guard dogs and armored security, armed security. Mm-hmm. So that's what Maria Farmer said, that security was on, that the guard doors were ferocious, and she was unable to go outside and unable to run away. That's her claim, mm-hmm. that she was held against her will. He also points to these airlines that, um, that Epstein's appeared to operate on behalf of Wexner. Epstein was very much a mastermind on how to manipulate the law to his favor, and how to rig the law. That was his specialty, on how to rig the system. And that's what Bob is talking about, the rigging of the system, which there's no question was rigged. One of the relationships that's so interesting between Wexner and and Epstein is the one with Ehud Barak. Epstein gives Ehud Barak, the former prime minister of Israel, $2.4 million um, as for some sort of research, and he does it on behalf of the Wexner Foundation because he was running the Wexner Foundation at the time. Now, it's pretty unusual, I think, for anyone to get a check for $2.4 million for sort of unknown research, but you know, maybe he's just giving a donation to to the, pre- the former prime minister of Israel. But it does seem then that that some some of that money might have gone on to be invested in these in the startup called Carbon, which is a, a sort of some people suspect a surveillance startup in that comes out of Israel, but is now being implemented in the United States. That, that whole circumstances of Epstein being a Wexter Foundation trustee and then handing over this large amount of money to Ahud Barak, and then he partners with Ahud Barak in Carbon. Um, is sort of where the, the speculation that something really untoward was happening. Are, are either of you aware of that particular series of events? Wexner Foundation was involved in selling the Iraq war. They hired Frank Lutz mm-hmm. on how they could sell the attack on Iraq to the American people, which I found uh, interesting. I wrote an article called Wexner's War, mm-hmm. but also... Uh, when you look at at that period, it's also Wexner's royal connection. Uh, a man named Nigel Rosser called me up uh, with the Evening Standard, claiming to have you know be uh, an access to the uh, Queen of England, and uh, asked me about Wexner being tied to not the intelligence community because he believed Epstein was tied. Uh, and was doing foreign policy favors. So that was his theory. But he also said uh, Epstein was going on vacation, that uh, Miss Maxwell uh, had gone on vacations with Prince Andrew nine times, and Jeffrey was along on five of them. That, that, I think, has been borne out to some extent. But go back to yeah. this, this, Mr. Russell. What's Let's the, what go is, back to yeah. Nigel. Nigel Rosser. <laughs> And Nigel there was, was an it. article Nigel. that since been scrubbed, but I refer to it in my article that I wrote back around 2003. It's called Wexner's Royal Connections. He was calling on behalf of the Queen or knew the Queen? Or... He said he was a confidant of the Queen. And the Queen was and trying to figure out And I didn't know whether he was if... bragging. Right. But he was clearly, he was giving me information. Vicki Ward said, you realize you're the first journalist that wrote about uh, Epstein and Prince Andrew. 
but I got it from this guy, Nigel Rosser, you know, who, right, who was investigating it, who gave it to me because he knew I would publish okay, when? it if I could verify when? it. When? 2003. When? I think the Queen was just to scare Jeffrey or the Prince away from Jeffrey. I think that was that agenda. Okay. I, I, I don't think the Queen wanted to know. I think she's got uh, MI6 if she wants to know that. We are aware that uh, that he was an Israeli agent, at least for Israeli military intelligence, as was Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, you mean Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein was, yes. Yeah. I was about to ask the question. So was Wexner, we're looking at a, at the circumstances where he was involved, at least in lobbying on behalf of the state of Israel uh, and influencing policy in the United States on behalf of the state of Israel. Is there any indication that Wexner himself was an agent of, no. of the state of Israel? No. Uh, no. I, I think what uh, he's done diplomatic stuff. He was real good friends with Max Fisher, who used to do backdoor di diplomacy during the Ford years. Mm. Uh, and those were Carter, his, Carter's his connection. Too. And he was one of the people uh, who was there for the 60th anniversary uh, of Israel. And there was some indication that he was one of the major private donors to Israel. But he was more in that diplomat diplomatic connection. Mm. Uh, and I think that came from his mentor, Max Fisher. Interesting. Okay. So um, back to the Ehud Barak thing, you know, so Epstein handing over $2.3 million to, to Ehud Barak, uh, is, that, is that unusual? Is that something you found as being, um, you know, not typical of, of Wexner or is that something he would have done in, uh, through his foundations? Oh, they ran tremendous amounts of money. And a lot of people don't really look at the Columbus Foundation. When I was looking at it, the Wexner Foundation didn't have as much money as the Columbus Foundation, which was an older foundation, they kind of took over uh, because it had more cachet. It went back to World War II. But at, at one point, Epstein was the number three donor, and there were hundreds of millions of dollars in donations. It was Wexner, uh, his mother, Bella, mm -hmm. and then Jeffrey Epstein. And it was Did Columbus Foundation. Yeah. And he pretty much bought up the arts in, in central Ohio. He right? certainly has a great you art say collection. nice things about Mr. Wexner. There's a lot of money coming out of there. And there's a lot of people I know I used to consider a friend uh, who uh, warned me I should leave Mr. Wexner alone. Mm. And I also know they were getting money from the foundation. Jeff Epstein also did a lot of these favors he would bring in the uh, troop from Cats to play out at Wexner's house. He was known as, as Wes's Gale Friday. Right. Is it true that uh, Jeffrey Epstein caused a rift in the family? While she was in hospital, they, uh, he, he was able to get her removed from the board of, as a trustee? Yeah, that was uh, thought to be related to Les, but the story itself, you know, that, that's him being the fixer henchman. Right, mm -hmm. Leslie doesn't want to do the dirty work with his mom right. to control that money. So you bring in your pit bull and Lady Friday. Right. And there's no doubt that Leslie Wexner was and is a major benefactor for the country of Israel. Mm -hmm. Has been an advocate for the country of Israel for decades. He's very deep in their political system and has been. 
And that's what made Jeffrey Epstein increase his traction and ability to operate in Israel. Uh, we've also heard that Wexner had some sort of either direct feed of what was going on inside the uh, Epstein household, which is also the Wexner home in Manhattan, that he was able to access in Ohio. Are you aware of that? What yeah. has been said by some eyewitnesses is that these taping systems making the films of the uh, rape girls with the officials, with the rich and powerful and famous people, that it was transferred electronically to Wexner. That's been said that Jermaine Maxwell was the administrator of the taping system that transferred the tapes to Ohio. Yes. So was it a live feed or was it a yes. tape transfer system? What, just uh, for a tape not not a live feed from the five locations right. where Jerome Maxwell made her set of copies, and the, and the exiled Palm Beach detective made his set of copies. From All right, so LB, yes. you, you, you were going to jump in there with a, a blunt assessment of what that is. If that's true, she's sending signals over a sophisticated system. I don't think she's the one who set that up. I'm very curious as to whether Wexner had that set up before Jeffrey came into the house to begin with, which speaks yeah. to Wexner's connections and abilities. But that's early signals and intelligence. I don't know what else to call about it. Mm. Like they're sending signals, they're sending packets. Mm. Okay. And that allows anybody else like a foreign intelligence agency, like Amon, like all these, you know, at the Kremlin, they have their places to be able to intercept. And even just the tape transfer, even if it's just mailing tapes, those are, are tapes of, of crime. That's and not illegal. as good. So it's, it's a crime in its own. If she's sending signals, mm -hmm. right? She's doing that so they can be plucked. Oh, so you're saying that they, there is a tape system potentially that also was then transmitted. There were tapes and then those were transmitted. Does anyone actually know he, the... What he's saying is they recorded it. Yeah. And then she had a system through which she sent that. Steve, were they sending tapes or were they just uh, transmitting the, the video? The time frame would be the question as to what was available electronically if they could transfer electronically at that particular year or not. But this did go on for uh, quite a long timeline. But uh, these are very hot issues mm -hmm. that you're covering in today's program. Very serious issues. They are. They're very, very, uh, very serious. Very, very important to Jerome Maxwell very in her talks with the Southern District of New York going on this minute. Well, the, if you go back to the mid-90s uh, with the Architectural Digest, uh, when, when they talked about Jeffrey uh, living in the mansion there in New York, and, you know, were these for security or were they for other things? But uh, I, I know the Inspector General uh, later on, after he had left office, 
was always obsessed that Wexner was using this one small company in central Ohio. And there was also, before he died, speculation that that guy had gone down uh, to Jeff's Island and had been involved in installing uh, these sophisticated systems. So I'm thinking the mid-90s was tapes, if they're transmitting uh, or some sort of satellite. But uh, I would be surprised if they didn't go more high-tech in the later years. Mm, so interesting. What, what company? Uh, I'd have to look it up in my, I was just talking about it the other day. I'm going to have to pull that up. Okay. It'd be great. But it was one, one firm they used a lot. They used them in New Albany and it was reported. Uh, and again, I haven't verified that, that the company had also worked on the Island. Interesting to know what they I did. I don't I think mean, there were physical tapes. They could make copies. There was a stream. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm think thinking at the end, at least that would be my bet. Would you mind uh, coming back on, Bob and Steve, and and continuing this conversation? Because there's so I'll much. Oh come more. on, because you're the only guy that wants to look at the there organized crime there, and intelligence yeah. aspect. I need to share this <laughs> yeah. with your audience. Yeah. So that's interesting. Very, very interesting because it really what, changes what? the dynamic. Um, mm. I'm just, little boards, <laughs> little tired. Oh yeah, I mean, nothing happened there. No. I'm so it's really it's fascinating. A little SIGINT, little compromise uh, mob SIGINT operation that you walk by at the mall. It's all normal. It just happens every day. But really what we're talking about, and, and you did a great job explaining it there, LB, is, is a massive distribution network for this this blackmail content, that it wasn't just like, oh, I'll give you a tape and, you know, in a, in a hidden folder somewhere. Potentially people were receiving, and this is potential, we don't know the full infrastructure, but potentially people were receiving around the world Whoever was maybe paying or was wanting to receive it could get it off this the signal and by a, by um, intercepting it. Is that what you're you're ultimately saying? It's going to depend on the year. Mm -hmm. The years that this right. It's going to depend on verifying this. Um, the idea that anything that might be a physical tape was something that could have been a copy or something that somebody could have is always what we had thought was going on mm. this is really except for in the island there had been speculation and reporting around that he had been setting up some kind of satellite you know some kind of transfer system some kind of pipe going you know getting established there um this is the first time i heard that there was they were sending shit back to ohio mm. um and i don't think they're saying they you know, there was a FedEx package <laughs> on wall striking, right. right? That with some physical tapes they're talking about. Our, our signal collection agency, right? Um, collecting signals in other nations, right? They, if they know or they hear about it, there's some kind of human intelligence or something they're already on top of where they know signals are being sent, they can intercept that. Right. That's what they do. It's just a very, in the most, it's very sophisticated, but in the most basic terms, that's what's going on. So if these private intelligence folks were sending, depending, again, it depends on the year, because then we can know the level of sophistication. Um, but if they're sending that compromising content electronically, 
as Steve said, it's the wrong word. That's the wrong word too. But just so you can think about it in your own head, if they're sending it, holy. Who has that? Can I, can I uh, jump in with a little? Yeah, go for it, Eric. A little intel. Uh, normally at this point, I would do like an all caps thing. I don't want to freak the mics out, but um, <laughs> doing signals intelligence on U.S. soil is that that is bad. That's a dumb. That's dumb. We're good at that. The NSA is really good at that. So we have to verify this. this. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this well, but this would be the kind of thing that would be, you know, um, top secret for a long, 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 long time. So, it was, which is, makes this kind of a huge story. It's kind mm. of amazing. I mean, there's always been this this notion that there's some sort of national security threat by revealing the details of the Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell story. And maybe this is, is one of those things, is there's so much potential blackmail material out there or signals intelligence out there um, that it's been used, at least, that could be a challenge. I, I want to I be careful with that term, too, because yeah. that's, that's, that's really reserved for our agencies and right. professionals. Right. Um, I don't know what you want to call this. Um, distribution of, let's say satellite distribution, if you want to call it that. Um, well, but it's the still, we're we're not going to know the technology. Mm -hmm. We're not going to know the technology. That's the part that's going to be that that the FBI is going to have. But my thought is that you've got three, you, you're talking about two nuclear armed powers. If this is the 80s and 90s, you've got Russia, you've got the United States, the old adversaries. And the 2000s. And the two, well, and it never stopped. Like you know, 1917 to present, right? Um, you just get different technologies in there. But but by the 80s, it's very clear. You know, you've got Israel's got a role that is not entirely clear, which anyone in geopolitics will tell you. But you get into the weeds like this, and you you know why that's an understatement. Mm -hmm. But you're talking, you know, why would that remain top secret? Well, just for so many reasons. But you're talking about a very tense balance between just those three nations you know, uh, with, with all their complicated backstory and these things are happening behind the scenes that, you know, you almost understand why, you know, perhaps there were many re reasons for either Epstein to wanting, want to kill himself or people to want him dead or whatnot. This, we're over a, a serious, serious freaking target here. So. I mean, it seems and to me that there were bad. definitely that's physical bad. tapes because like the, the, the police department, um, the Palm Beach Police Department had a mole, at least a suspected mole, that was um, that fled to Russia right in the after the Epstein arrest, um, and that guy's suspected of being uh, someone who had access to those tapes. So he he is suspected of having actual tapes, but that does not mean that there was also not a, a transmission system available for Wexner and whomever else may have wanted to take a look at those things. Why are they sending it to Ohio? Why do you That's need to question. do that? Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download.